Luke chapter number 24. Got two or three scriptures to read today, so keep your Bible handy. Luke 24, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible said, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone. Are you with me? And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Thank God for that verse. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed, thereabout, behold, two men stood by them, notice what's happening, in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Father, help me just a little while. Speak to your precious people here, Father, that God, that you would be glorified in this service this morning, praised and lifted up, and souls might come to know Jesus by the effort given here today for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John chapter number 12, verse number 12, as you take your seat, said, On the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Are you with me? Say amen. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ice coat. You'll find that also over in Luke uh, chapter number 19. The writers recorded what was happening before this day. We see in this scripture there that he was a triumphal entry, if you will, as he was coming into the house of the Lord that day and as he was coming into the city, here he is riding an ice coat. Here he is, and the people's laying their coats, palm branches before him, and crying, Hosanna. And here we are just a few chapters later, celebrating his resurrection. So not many days, or should say moments, hours later, after they're crying, Hosanna, they're killing him. They're putting him to death. They're crying, give me Barabbas rather than give me Jesus. Isn't that where our world is today? They're crying out for Barabbas even today more so than they are Jesus. Jesus is the only name in the whole world that stirs up trouble all around the world. You can mention any other name you want to. You might have a disagreement, but when you go to talking about Jesus, you'll have an out-and-out conflict. 
Amen. Isn't that something that that's the only name given under heaven whereby we can be saved, but that's also the only name that stirs up so much trouble. We see as he's coming into the city and they're really making merry, they're thinking about all the things that he has done. Now think about this. They're greeting a man that is healed, the blind, the lame. They're greeting a man and crying, Hosanna, for a man that is healed leprosy. Raised the dead. Walked on water. Fed thousands. This man called Jesus was being honored as a great guest as he was coming into the city. And as the scripture said, here he is riding an ice colt, never been ridden before. Hello? Never been ridden before. Didn't even belong to him. All he had to say was, if the master asks you, say the master needs him. And that's exactly what happened. Then we see that they're having a glorious entry into the city. Getting ready, really, for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder, what are you getting ready for today? I I, I want to go back to my childhood. When I was a child, I thought Easter was the best day in the world. Got new clothes. I'm talking about folks that couldn't afford clothes. Amen. It ain't like today. Kids got more clothes now, Lord Jesus, hanging in their closet in one rack than I had most of my life as a child. I mean, we didn't have a rack. We had a nail. Hello? Anybody else have a nail at your house? Had your two shirts, your two pair of pants hanging on them? Amen. One to go to school in, one to play in. Hello, and Easter, we got a new outfit. That's a big day. And another thing about Easter, I got all the eggs I wanted to eat. They didn't have plastic eggs much back then. They had real eggs, right? I love to bust them. Because Grandma would say, eat them. If you crack them, you got to eat them. I cracked a lot because I wanted to eat a lot. Give me a little salt, a little pepper, and I can put some eggs away. Right? And we just made a glorious day. We got to go to church. And church was a special place on Easter. Amen. Had Easter lilies. Old timers put out the Easter lilies. Now I'm talking about a church with wooden floor, planks, not tongue and groove, just wooden plank floor. Hello? Sitting upon rocks. Had a bucket of water with a dipper hanging on it. Had an outhouse and a pot-bellied stove and wooden benches with no padding. But what a glorious day it was to get to go to the house of God. I can still remember (laughs) old preacher Robinson. He got up. They called him the singing preacher. He didn't preach his sermons. He sung his sermons. I've never seen another preacher do that. Every sermon, he sung it. And they called him the singing preacher. And he'd get up on Easter, and he began to sing his sermon. And it was always a joy on Easter because he was telling me about hope that I had. 
Because he suffered, I don't have to. Because he died, I don't have to. See, I still remember that as a little boy. Him telling me, because he died, I don't have to die. Because he arose and lived again, then I can arise and live forevermore. What a glorious day in the house of God. I thought as a little boy, man, these are wonderful days. Everybody had their little suits on back then. (laughs) Anybody remember them little suits you got on Easter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little jacket, you know, and a little tie. Man, we thought we something had a tie. We was plumb uptown with ties, right? I mean, that wasn't much uh, today's standards, but back then, if you had a tie and a white shirt, hey, man, you was uptown. If you had a sport jacket to go with it, you done moved up in the rich neighborhood. Yeah. Mom and Daddy make sure we had one every Easter. Make sure that we had some pretty clothes. Anybody remember the, the shorts that you got at Easter time and had the galluses come with them? And a little flarity. Oh, yeah, we was a hot dog, hot dog back in now. That was the time. Amen. Had them little hats, them gallus straps. <laughs> oh, we thought we had something. And we were. We were. What we were, we're lost little children that God was looking for. I wonder this morning, is God looking for you this morning? Because maybe you're lost undone without God. Maybe you're backslidden, cold, indifferent on God. Maybe you've never been saved. I don't know. But is God looking for you this morning? He's riding into the city. And they're crying, Hosanna! And they're throwing down, they're having a big party. Now listen to me. Jesus already knew what was fixing to happen. He had been betrayed. The soldiers were coming. The court system was going to take over. And then the church was going to have the final say-so. Don't ever think sinners killed Jesus. The church had him crucified. Church folk had him crucified. Why? Because they were jealous. If you read over there in Luke, and if you're reading the four Gospels, you'll find out not only did they want to kill Jesus that day, but they wanted to kill Lazarus. You want to know why they want to kill Lazarus? Because he was one of the greatest examples God ever given to man that the resurrection truly is true. Come forth, Lazarus. And Lazarus come out of that grave. Holy Ghost carried him out. He was bound hand and foot. And Jesus cried, let him loose. Let him loose. And that's what he's still crying to you and I today. He's wanting you to be loose from sin. He's wanting you to be loose from bondage. And friend, if you're in sin without Jesus today, you're in a bondage you don't even know about. You don't see it. You can't tell it. But you're in bondage and you're going to die. So they wanted to kill Lazarus also. They're still trying to kill us Christians. Stay with me a minute. Don't let me lose you. Do not take Hollywood's versions of what you've watched on television the last couple of days. Me and Carol was talking about this earlier. Hollywood has their own version. 
Carol watched one where John the Baptist baptized, recognized him as Jesus. But as he baptized him, the heaven didn't open up. And the heavens didn't declare, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. See, they want to leave out the power of the Holy Ghost out of it. They want you to think that Jesus was just another man. Oh yeah, he was all man. But he was all God in man. Amen. That was God made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld him, but we didn't know who he was. They saw the miracles that no other man had ever done. They seen the prophecy being fulfilled that no other person had ever fulfilled. They seen the things coming to pass that he said. He done told them, hey, they're going to kill me. Three days I'll rise. And they remembered not. Did you get that that I read to you? But when it happened, it was all over. And they went and the tomb was empty. Then it said, and they remembered. They remembered. You want to know something? People in hell will have a remembrance. Hello, friend. You know why they'll have a remembrance? Because the rich man that went to hell showed us that they would have. He said, send somebody to my brothers. He remembered he had brothers that was lost. Headed to a devil's hell. And he wanted somebody to go to them and warn them. And the Lord said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Yeah, but if one rose from the dead and went to them. And the Lord said, Even though one rose from the dead, they won't believe. Jesus rose from the dead. 500 got out and walked through the city with him. They had a barbecue down by the lakeside cooking fish, hello, have somebody shout with me a little while. I'm talking about the dead got up and they had a barbecue down by the lakeside and they began to cook fish and feed people and the kinfolk walking through the city that was already been dead for years. Hey, it's time to have a party. Your great uncle come walking in here today, been dead 50 years, what would you do? After I got you up out of the floor. Yeah, what would you do? Grandpa walked in with a big shout. What would you do when Grandma come in shouted the house down? Lord God, I'd like to see my little Grandma come in. I'll never forget when I first got saved in 1987. Went over to the church where I was raised as a boy over there in Flag Pond, Tennessee. Lower Rice Creek Baptist Church. Uh, didn't even know it was a Baptist church. I just knew it was church, amen. I just knew they taught me about Jesus. The denomination didn't matter as much as what they were teaching on the inside. Amen. I went over there and Grandma come. They rolled her down. Uncle Dennis shouted and brought her down in a wheelchair. She said, I want to go up front. They rolled her right up in front of the communion table. Grandma done everything but preach that night. She's having herself time. She looked around, seen all her family sitting in that church that night, seen one of her grandsons preaching the Word of God. Grandma got excited. Hey, I'd get excited too if my grandma come back today, walk down these aisles. Hey, man, she ain't coming in a wheelchair. If she's coming back from glory, she'll have that glorified body. And she'll walk in here. I can see her walk up front right now. Grandma Hensley back. 
that tall, I can hear her turn around and say, Hey, it's real. It's real. It's real. Let's go together. Grandma shouted out. I wasn't the only grandson that she had that preaches. James Hempsley, my first cousin, daddy's oldest brother's boy. He's been preaching a lot longer than I've been preaching. James is a little short fella, loves God. Wouldn't it be wonderful if one of your children turned out, now listen to me, to be a preacher of God's Word? Maybe your daughter be married to a good preacher man. Come on, folks, shout with me this morning. Hey, it's time that church get real. It's a day the Lord hath made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. It may hire lip you, but I'm going to enjoy my salvation. Why, I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to go to hell. I ain't going to hell because of the blood of the sinless one of God. He arose. It's empty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know the devil's always got a counterfeit. When I said he is empty, the devil whispered and said, about as empty as you are. I know the devil don't bother you all. No, he don't. He bothers me. I know he's leaving you alone because he's always on me. But has the devil ever told you you ain't saved? <laughs> That's a good sign you are saved. Oh, yeah. That lying rascal never told you you was lost when you was lost, did he? He never said you need to go to church and get right with God. You're lost. No, but the moment you get right with God, you'll go to whispering in your ear. Amen. You're lost. You're lost. You're undone without God. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't need to go to church. You don't need to do them things. Let me tell you something. Because that tomb's empty, I want to go to church. I, I want to praise the Lord. I want to give glory to God because the tomb is empty. I may be empty-headed, but I got enough sense to know who saved me. And I may be nuttier than a fruitcake, but I finally got screwed on the right boat leave me alone. Amen. That boat be Jesus. Amen. He's my anchor. He's my buckler. He's my shield. He's my love of my life. Without Him, I am nothing. And I realize I am nothing without Him. But in Him, I can do all things. Philippians 4, 13. Hey, James 4, 17. Said, He who knoweth to do good, you know to do good. Why ain't you doing it? Because Satan has hindered you and desired to sift you as wheat. Now, the old time sifting as wheat, they put it on a blanket, shook it around and around, throwed it up in the air. When the wind come through, it blowed the chaff away, and the grain settled back down. Now, think of it this way. That's exactly what the devil's wanting to do to you. He's wanting you to get to going around and around and around. And every time he throws you up, he's hoping part of you will blow away. Amen. You'll get down to nothing. You'll get down to where you turn your back on Jesus. Let me 
tell you something, friend. I've turned my back on a lot of things in life, but God forbid I ever, ever turn my back on Jesus. I pray God strike me deader than a doornail if I ever turn my back on the one that died for me and arose and arose and the grave is still empty. What about you? Here they are making a big to-do. <laughs> this one's going to hurt a little bit. Let's buckle your seatbelt just for a minute. We're fixing to hit a wall about 90 miles an hour. Where was that crowd when they was crucified? Listen to me. This is Hensleyology 101. You can throw it out the window, do whatever you want to with it. But Jesus said, if they don't cry out, them rocks would have. Amen. Hold on a minute. Them coats that they laid in front of him is a testimony now against them. What if that coat jumped up and said, Dennis, this is your coat. You just laid it down that he could walk on and now... You won't even put it on. Ooh, that got me right there in my thumping gizzard. How little sometimes. Hold on. If you're a follower of the party, you'll be there when they're shouting Hosanna. But if you're not grounded in Jesus, you'll turn your back and walk away. I'm going to help us this morning. It's going to hurt us, but it'll help us. Judas, in this story this morning, sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Did that silver do him any good? Let me tell you what that silver done. He took the silver back to the ones he got it from, and he threw it at him and said, I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? What is that to us? And the Bible said he walked out and hanged himself. He realized just a chapter and a verse too late that he had betrayed innocent blood. wonder what he's saying in hell today. wonder what he's saying down there in hell today. I believe he's right over there next to that guy and said, Almost thou persuadest me. And he looked over there, and Judas is saying, I betrayed innocent blood. I believe he'll say that for eternity. I betrayed innocent blood. And he looks back over at his neighbor, and his neighbor said, Almost. Almost made it, Chris. Almost got saved. I believe, but I just didn't receive. Almost. So here he went out and hung himself. They took that 30 pieces of silver and bought the potter's field where Jesus was buried. So Jesus paid for his own burial ground, really, because he was sold out for that 30 pieces of silver. I want to ask you a very important question. What are you selling him out for? What are you selling him out for? I want to help somebody this morning. Can I help somebody? 
I don't care what you've sold him out for. It's worth less than 30 pieces of silver. Fleshly pleasure, alcohol, drugs, tobacco, pornographic, extramarital affairs, whatever you sold him out for, will it be worth it after a while? Young people, listen to me this morning. You got your whole life ahead of you. What are you going to sell him out for? I preacher, listen, this is the one that the devil used on me when I was 12 year old. You got plenty of time to decide where you're bound. Eternal heaven. Are you with me? Say amen. I believe that lie for a long time. Oh, you got plenty of time. I want to help everybody that's 12 year old and up. I went to the graveyard. They buried five of my schoolmates died in one vehicle. Five. Three got killed out on Hankins just a month or two after that. Three went out to meet God. It wasn't a week later, three more got killed on Hankins that I went to school with. I've got plenty of time. Man, they're dying by the handfuls. I've got plenty of time. Satan, you keep telling me i got plenty of time. Hey, that's what he wants you to believe. Let me remind you of the true story right down here at Lexington, North Carolina. And a little girl writing in her songbook, I hope I'm never in this place again. She had asked her daddy to leave with her boyfriend a little early, and daddy said no. She wrote that in that songbook. The preacher said amen, and she shot out that door, jumped in that car with that boy. Less than one mile from the church, she got killed, and the boy got killed. They ran back to look what she had written in that songbook, and it said, I hope. I'm never in this place again. I hope I'm never in this place again. Well, she was one more time. But she didn't walk in. They carried her in. Her toes were turned up. The life was gone from her body. Let me give you one more example and I'll turn you loose. When I first got saved, they told this story at Trendy Hill. One of the visiting evangelists. This young lady is 14 year old. She went to the altar to pray. Her daddy came up and knelt beside of her and said, you get up from here. Don't you embarrass me like this. You get up from here and get back to your seat. She got up and went back to her seat. She went from loving God to hating God and hating the church. She turned into drugs and turned into a whore. And when she was dying and laying in the hospital just a couple of years later, her daddy bent over her dying body and said, Honey, please call on God. She said, I'll never embarrass you again, Daddy. I'll ne- oh, please call on God. 
And she said, no, Daddy, I'll never embarrass you again by calling on God. You told me to get up out of that altar. I went the other way, Daddy. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. And you'll go to hell when you reject God. You ain't got to be old to die. That young lady died of AIDS because of a drug habit that she gave her body away for drugs to feel herself. Not far from here. She wouldn't embarrass her daddy no more. Mamas, daddies, if it embarrasses you for your children to use the altar, you need to go to the altar. You need to get right with God. I beg for my children to ride that altar all the way to glory. Amen. I'll kneel right beside them and pray and say, thank God you came to the altar. Thank God you came to the place where you can get help. He is arisen. He is. He is. He is. He's alive. The question, my friend, today, is he alive in you? Is he alive truly in you? Would it embarrass you if I called your name? Listen to me. And said right here in front of all these people, are you saved? If I asked you that right publicly, called your name, Dennis Hensley, are you saved? Would that embarrass you if I called your name? Shouldn't. It shouldn't never embarrass you to be born again. I don't care whether you're in church or you're in the world. Shouldn't embarrass you. No matter the company that you're in, Shouldn't embarrass you. <laughs> Brother Orlando Wright there in Jamaica found out it didn't bother me to go in bars. He took me to every bar in that community. He'd walk in there and everybody greeted him with respect. I wish to God America had the respect for preachers the way that the Jamaicans do. Are you listening? Walked in that bar. Preacher said, this is Dennis Hensley from Mary, North Carolina. He said, tell them about Jesus. And he just pulled up and sat down by the bar. And I went tell them about Jesus. They quit their pool playing. They quit their drinking. They turned and listened to me. About five or ten minutes, I said, does anybody want to make a decision for Christ now? Two or three of them would say, pray for me, preacher. Pray for me, preacher. But they never would take that step. You see what I'm saying? You can be in church, Holy Ghost will be dealing with you. You can hear the Word of God. But will you take that final step to an altar and ask God to forgive you? And he took me to every bar in that district. I'm talking about some of them ain't nothing but four bamboo poles with a blue tarp pulled over it. He'd just pull up alongside the road and say, Get out, let's visit a minute. Get out and we'd sit down on some bamboo that they had there. I'd tell them about Jesus. Went up to one community up there. Brother Cyril Clark took me up on top of that mountain. Got up and there's five guys sitting there in the shade cooling off. He introduced who I was. He said, tell them a little bit about Jesus, son. Cyril was 69 year old at that time. I was in my 40s. Big old Jamaican stood up, took a big machete and stuck it right in a tree right above my head. I never let up. I just reached out and got him by the hand. He done emptied his hand. It was still sticking in the tree. I said, let me tell you about Jesus. See, he thought he'd scare me. 
Listen, he never touched me, and it don't scare me unless I see my own blood. And it don't scare me then. I've seen gallons of it. Oh, yeah, gallons of it. Yeah, it don't bother me to see my blood. It don't bother me to see your blood. And, and that Jamaican looked at me like, well, this man's crazy. The only time he said amen, the whole message. It had to be when I said I'm crazy. Amen, preacher. And this is my brother, Marvin. Let me ask you a question. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? See, I wasn't afraid of dying. still not afraid of dying. Because when I leave this world, I'm a winner. If I stay here, I'm a winner. Standing down in Bagua, in Jamaica, along the river, got out to buy some jackfruit. It ought to be coming in season. If you go to the Hickory Trade Lock, get you some jackfruit. You might like that since you don't like watermelon. I love jackfruit. We got out. They, they pull it out and put it in sandwich bags and sell it alongside the road. We were standing there, drive by, come by, shot five people standing next to us, drive by shooting. Orlando looked at me and said, Cowboy, did that scare you? I said, They didn't shoot me. I said, They wasn't out of white folk, they was out of them guys over yonder for some reason. Probably a drug deal. More than likely a drug deal. I mean, them guys down there, they're bad news. If they want you, they're going to get you. See, they didn't want this big fat white boy. They couldn't carry me. It'd kill a dozen of them to carry me in a casket. But anyway, God's going to watch over you. When it's your time to go, you're going to go, friend. You're going to go. Are you listening? Ain't nothing going to keep you here. Doctors can't keep you here. You explain to me if doctors can do it. How come they lose so many? Let me go to Little Debbie Drury. Wrecked down here on Highway 70 next to the pottery shop. She had one little bruise right here. She's about Barbara's size. One little bruise. No cuts on her body. Right around the curve, a guy hit that tree. He looked like a sausage ball when we got him out of there. I mean, there was guts and eyeballs and everything else hanging out, and that guy made it. Debbie had one little bump, and it killed her. So if God wants you, you're leaving here. You're leaving here. The question is, where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? This is Easter Sunday. The resurrection day of our Lord and Savior. It's not about a bunny. It's not about eggs. Chocolate candy. No, it's not about none of that stuff. It's about a risen Savior. It's about a Savior that died for you. He arose for you. He's still alive for you. Will you live for Him today? Let us stand. Somebody come and play softly. Every head bowed, every eye closed.
invitation is simple today. Are you the one that's hollering crucify him? Or are you the one that's hollering save me, Lord? Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Some are making their way to an altar right now. Would you come? Would you step out and come? You feel the need to pray in your heart. Don't hesitate. Come right on. Come right on. It's a day the Lord has made that His children can come. They can pray. They can be blessed. This is a day the Lord has made and He has risen. The tomb is empty. But is He alive in you? Is He alive in you? You guys come and pray with these. Step out and pray with these. Lord's asking you, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you really ready to meet him today? If he comes in this day, will he find you prepared to go away with him? Chris, son, he's coming back. He said, I'll be back. Don't worry, Satan, I'll be back. Satan and all his demons jumping around thinking that they had him. But he arose. Tomb was empty. Is your tomb empty today? Empty yourself out and let Jesus come in, old and young alike. God has spoken to your heart. Step out and come. Let Jesus into your life today. Will you do that? Will you let Jesus come in? Will you let Jesus speak to you today? They're still making their way to an altar today. People are still wanting Jesus in their life. Would you come? Don't turn him away today. Don't say no to the Holy Spirit that's talking to you. Give him room in your heart today. Would you do that? Would you do that? You allow him to save you today. Maybe you just want to recommit yourself. Maybe you just want to pray for somebody else that you know needs Jesus. While the waters are troubled, would you come? While God is dealing, would you come? While the Holy Spirit is saying, come unto me, would you come? Would you come right now? Father, I thank you. I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this people, God, that has given me their valuable time. They've come to the house of God. And God, they're willing right now to say unto you, I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you. I know that tomb is empty for me. I know he's called my name to prayer today. I'm praying. I'm praying for myself first of all, Lord. Make sure I'm right where I need to be with God. And Lord, those that are on my heart that I'm concerned about, I'm praying for them. They're not in the will of God the way they should be.
God, they grown weak, weary, cold, indifferent, undefined. So I pray for you to restore them. I pray for strength for them. Speak to their hearts, Lord God, that you might be glorified. Speak to them, Father, in such a manner they won't be able to turn you away. 